In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Each of us long to see Jesus, and not just to see him as a child sees themselves in a mirror, but to see him clearly in all of his glory, in his perfect love and mercy, to see him for who he truly is in all things, in every situation of life. St. Paul describes Jesus in this way. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. To see Jesus clearly in every situation, in all circumstances, and all things, it can only be done by faith. To see him in the good, and in the bad, and in the ugly. To see his glorious presence and to know that he is the one who holds all things together, especially when times are tough, it takes faith. To see his perfect love perfected in you, casting out every fear within, filling you with his peace, which alone surpasses all understanding, it's something that we all long for in our daily lives. And it takes faith. Now, Peter, James, and John, they see it by sight. They follow Jesus up a mountain one day, and they see Jesus' glory and who he clearly is. And after witnessing the light of his glory upon the mountain of transfiguration, John, who was there, he later described what he saw in this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light, the light, it shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. James, who was with John that day on the mountain of transfiguration, he puts it this way. He says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And Peter Well, Peter, he always has a lot to say. And of this day, it is no different. He would later write about this moment that we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven. For we were with him on the holy mountain, But we have something more sure than this, Peter writes, the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, 
that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter, James, and John. All three see Jesus clearly in all his glory, and they want you to see him just as they did too. They long for you to see that in Jesus, the fullness of God dwells, the perfect gift from above, in whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God, in him, the light shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. For while they were on top of that mountain, Jesus was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could even bleach them. And a cloud overshadowed them, and two prophets from the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah, they suddenly appear, not dead, but alive, conversing with Jesus about heavenly matters. And then a voice born from heaven, that cloud, said, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Peter, James, and John, all three, were there with the Lord, and they are struck by the pure light of Christ, the holiness of this sacred moment, and they do not want to go anywhere else. James is seeing with his eyes the very righteousness of God that he writes about. John is seeing the light of all mankind. Peter has more to say. He can't stop talking. He says, Rabbi, it's good that we are here. So let's make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Let's stay. Yes, Peter, it is good that you are there witnessing the majestic glory of God, the image of the invisible God. Listen to him as the Father of lights commands each of us of his perfect gift from above. Yes, Peter, by faith we stand with you, and we see with you, and we believe with you that where Jesus is, it is good to be there. And we long to stay in that clarity of his grace and glory when life is good. When you're on top of the mountain with Jesus, you find it very, very easy to say, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let's stay. Like the first time that you brought your precious baby home from the hospital. And you're all snuggled up on the couch and they're laying right there asleep on your chest and you're soaking up those wonderful moments. Ah, it is good that we are here. Let's stay. Or when you gather with some friends over some amazing food and good desserts and choice wine and you're having the best of times in the midst of such a crazy year, and you say, ah, it is good to be here. Let's stay. Or when you finally get a day all to yourself, to sit in peace and quiet, not being bothered by anyone or anything, ah, it is good that we are here. Let's stay, Lord. For that moment, 
when all of your hard work and determination finally pays off. You feel as though you are actually accomplishing what the Lord has given you to do. You feel like you're doing all the right things. Ah, it is good that we are here, Lord. Let's stay. These moments are easy to receive for the Christian, to rejoice in the majesty of our Lord, to be thankful and willing to stay and to listen to him. But the Christian cannot stay there. For Christ comes down from that mountain. And he brings Peter and James and John off of it as well with him, and he immediately starts heading to another one. His eyes set on Jerusalem. And on this mountain, it will be the very place where Jesus will be seen most clearly by the eyes of all mankind, the eyes of the angels and archangels and the Father of lights, on a day of clouds and thick darkness when the Son of God will be punched, nailed, and crucified. The very disciple who once said, Lord, it is good that we are here, let's stay, won't be anywhere to be seen even denying that he knows him. The very disciple who wrote that we have something more sure, the prophetic word, and you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, for I am an eyewitness of his glory, won't be there. When his glory is fully revealed in his wounds, that disciple will be hiding in a dark corner of a locked and cold room it turns out staying with Jesus and listening to him isn't so easy after all. There are two mountains in the life of every Christian. Two mountains in the life of Christ. The mountain of transfiguration and the mountain of Calvary. Which one do you like? Which one is Christ seen most clearly upon? When things are going not so well, when you're not on the mountain of transfiguration, but on the mountain of Calvary, when you are carrying your cross under much suffering, there isn't one of us who in our right mind would say, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let's stay. No. We run and we hide, just like Peter, just like James. And we long for the pain and the suffering to be over as quickly as possible, for the storm to come to an end and for life to return to what it once was. When the cancer diagnosis comes, when your child wanders from the flock and the faith, when your family gets splintered and scattered over petty things. You long for a quick recovery, for life to be back to normal on top of the mountain when everything was good. The time when you could once say in your soul, your soul, Lord, it is good that we are here, let's stay. Yet, dear saints, in this life, on this side of heaven, Jesus his glory, his glory always comes through crosses and suffering. These are the places where he is most clearly seen in his suffering, in his weakness, 
in your sufferings and in your weaknesses, the glory of the Lord is made perfect. For you see, he is the Lord of all things. Rulers, dominions, powers, authorities, sickness and disease, he is the Lord of the mountains, the Lord of the good, and the Lord of what you call bad. He is the Lord of the times that you wish will never end, and the Lord of the times when you run and hide in a cold sweat, longing for them to be over as quickly as possible. The Lord never fails you. He is the Lord who works all things together for your good, so that in all things you may continue to see him clearly, being drawn unto him, not looking upon him as you do a mirror, but seeing him for who he truly is, your Lord and your friend, true God and true man, fellow sufferer, who is able to sympathize with you in every weakness, who loves you so much that he laid down his very life for you. He is your dear friend, and he is present with you in every circumstance. He is preeminent, that is, before you in every situation. He is the one who leads you through every valley of death, cancer, danger, tears, pain and suffering, confusion and heartache. The Lord will not fail you. See how great his love for you is there on the mountain of Calvary, all alone, dying for your sins so that you may see his wounds and his love and his glory so very clearly. Therefore, it's only by faith and faith alone when one could say, even when they are faced with their crosses that they bear and the most difficult sufferings of this life inflicted upon them, it is only by faith that a Christian would dare to say, Lord, it is good that I am here. Let's stay. For we believe it is better, far better to die with him than to live without him. Better, far better to be on Mount Calvary with him than any mountain of glory without him. And so we listen to him and we follow him wherever he takes us, praying all along the way, boldly trusting with every step whether on the mountain of transfiguration or the mountain of the cross. By faith, thy will be done, Lord. And even when it may seem bad to me, Lord, it is good to be here, in this place. It is good, very good, Lord, that even here you are with me. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.